Hello, folks. Welcome to Notoriously Episcopalian, a podcast of sermons from me, Kelly Hudlow, an itinerant Episcopal priest in Alabama. Thanks for listening. This is a sermon for the 18th Sunday after Pentecost, October 9th, 2022, offered at the Episcopal Church of the Messiah in Heflin, Alabama. Also on this day, we remembered St. Francis of Assisi through blessing of the pets. The principal text for the sermon is Luke chapter 17, verses 11 through 19, the healing of the ten lepers. May I speak in the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. This past week was the feast of St. Francis of Assisi, a saint that we are going to celebrate and remember, especially today following our service with a blessing of pets and animals. St. Francis is one of the most popular saints in Christianity. A lot of that has to do because we associate him with our pets and other animals and the created world around us. He is often remembered by blessing of pets, but he's also remembered when we sing songs that remind us of God's work in creation. St. Francis is remembered throughout the world because he founded one of the largest orders of monks called the Franciscans. They have quite sort of a distinctive way of dressing in these brown robes with these white cords tied around their waist. If you live in Birmingham, there's a community of Franciscan brothers that live just outside of town. And so you may find yourself in the Walmart checkout line behind Franciscans buying supplies for their house. The Franciscans are known for their commitment to taking care of the poor and to going to places where other people aren't willing to go. Now, when we look at the life of Francis, when he was a youth, he didn't really start out as a very good candidate for being a saint. He was the son of a wealthy cloth merchant. At the time, he wanted to be a troubadour, so he wanted to travel around playing music on something like a guitar, singing romantic songs. Later, he decided that he would rather become a knight and go off to war, which he did go. He was captured and he was wounded, and it was during this time that God first spoke to him, telling him to go back home and to wait until God told him what to do next. Francis, in his time of waiting while still living with his father, would receive a call to rebuild God's church. And Francis took it quite literally. There was a church just outside of town that was in ruins. And so Francis believed that his call was to physically rebuild this church. And he began selling off his father's cloth without his father's permission to have enough money to start rebuilding this church. And this would lead us to what is maybe the most dramatic scene in Francis's life when his father takes him to court to get his money back. Francis takes off all of his fine robes and clothing and says that he no longer has a father on earth. He only has a heavenly father and throws himself on the mercy of the church. In Francis's time, it was not too much different than the time that we hear about in Jesus uh, in the Gospel of Luke, right? There were people living in extreme poverty, travel was hard, people moved around the countryside, and there were people that were living with leprosy. 
They still lived in communities separate and away from others. And Francis, before he decided to physically rebuild a church, was traveling along one of these country roads on horseback and encountered someone that suffered from leprosy. Now, as a child, Francis always feared the folks that lived in the leper's colony. He was afraid that he might catch whatever it was that kept them so isolated. But in this moment when he was traveling before the vision of rebuilding the church, he was compelled to get down off of his horse and to walk over to this leper on the road to give him money and then to embrace him and kiss him. When Francis walked back over to his horse to get back on and to continue on his way, he turned and the leper was gone. And it was in that moment that Francis realized that he had not just encountered a man in need on the road. He had received a gift from God because in that moment he realized that he had encountered the risen Christ in the face of the leper. And that those sins and fear from his childhood had been removed and had been lifted from him. And it is this moment that Francis felt his conversion to the faith in Jesus Christ that would then ultimately lead him to rebuild God's church. In Jesus' time, lepers lived on the outskirts of town. There were a variety of sort of health conditions that were called leprosy, but they were all considered contagious and to make the person unpure to be in the community. But it was always possible that a leper might recover from their illness to be healed and to be returned to the community, but it was the local priest, not a doctor, that would make that decision. So when Jesus is on the road between Galilee and Samaria, on the road to Jerusalem, he encounters ten lepers that rightly keep their distance. They have no doubt heard the stories of Jesus' healings and the miracles he's performed while he has been traveling. And so they arrive prepared to say the words, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And in response to their request for mercy, Jesus doesn't perform the miracle there. And then he sends them to the priest who would be the one ultimately that would decide if they could return to the community. Now, in that moment, the ten lepers don't say, hey, man, what's going on? Like, we ask you to heal us and you're just sending us off to the priest. Instead, they do exactly as Jesus tells them to do. They leave to go to the priest. And it's only after they have taken this act of trust that while they are walking on their way to find the priest, that they are made clean and the leprosy was healed. Of the ten, the gospel tells us, only one realizes immediately that he's been healed and he alone turns around to go back and to find Jesus. And when he does this, he gives thanks to Jesus, falling down in front of Jesus and thanking Jesus and thanking God for what had been done. It's only then that we learn anything more about the man other than he had leprosy. We're told that he is a Samaritan, which means it was not just the disease of leprosy that made him an outsider to the community. It meant that his very sort of status as a Samaritan made him outside of sort of the Jewish community that he found himself in. And so even once healed, he is still a foreigner. But Jesus draws attention to the fact that it was this Samaritan and only him that returned to give thanks. And so when he dismisses him, 
He says, your faith has made you well. Now this seems odd, right? Because Jesus had already healed him. It wasn't the man's faith that made him well. Jesus had healed him when he sent him on his way to go present himself to the priest. And so I think a better translation that we get in some other different versions of this passage is that your faith has now made you whole. All ten lepers were healed. But only one was made whole. Because only one had the faith to come back and to give thanks for what God had done for him. His faith required a response. A response to God's gift of healing and grace. And his response was complete gratitude. Now Luke doesn't tell us what happens to the healed Samaritan. Perhaps he goes on his way, right, back to his normal life, or maybe he becomes one of those folks that are going to follow Jesus on to Jerusalem. All we know is what Jesus tells us about him, which is that his faith, his gratitude for the healing that had happened in his life had now made him whole. We do know a bit about what happens to Francis after he encounters Christ in a leper on the side of the road. After he has this healing encounter where he feels that his sin and fear has been lifted from him. We know that he ultimately offers his whole life in gratitude to God. He is so filled with thanksgiving and for the love of God that he travels around the countryside sharing the good news of Jesus. He preaches to birds. He comes into villages that are at odds with a scary wolf at their gate and shows them how they depend on each other and can reconcile. He would even travel to the Middle East to the Sultan to try to bring the Crusades to an end. He founds the Franciscan's orders. His friend Claire founds an order of sisters that continue also in the works of serving the poor and acts of mercy. And they would spread throughout the world working for peace and offering healing and reconciliation. In his lifetime, when Francis traveled, if there was a leper colony nearby, he would stay there, spending time with the people that were isolated and impoverished from their communities. And he would dress their wounds and he would take care of them and he would preach to them all in gratitude for God's saving grace that he experienced on the road in the face of a leper. Francis didn't leave a lot of written materials on his own, perhaps because he was too busy being out in the world and doing the work of God. But one of his most famous uh, pieces that we do have for him is a beautiful poem called The Canticle of the Creatures, where Francis sings the praises and offers thanks to God for all of creation, for the sun and moon and stars and wind and fire and water and earth. Francis's life... And perhaps why he is so popular is because he shows us what a life of total gratitude to God can look like. In his writings, he points to the moment that he encountered the leper on the road as his conversion moment. His time where he was received the grace of forgiveness through Christ and that he was made whole. And that everything that happened from that point on was simply his grateful response for the gift that God gave him. What Francis shows us and what that one leper who turned around to come and give faith, give thanks to Jesus shows us is that faith is a call to respond. 
that God gives grace and healing, and we are to respond with thanksgiving and gratitude. The writer Anne Lamont says that she has two prayers that she says every day. When she wakes up in the morning, she says the prayer, help me, help me, help me. And at night before she goes to bed, she says, thank you, thank you, thank you. We are loved by God, forgiven, saved, set free, and made whole. How will we say thank you? Amen.